Blog Talk Radio. All right, peace, peace, peace. Should be coming through. Call the numbers 424-222-5250. And let me post it. 424-222-5250. 424 I'm going to put it in the uh, live stream. Let me put it in the live stream. Call in. You have to refresh your screen. Yeah, come on, call in. Okay, so I edited the live stream caption, and, you know, y'all can... uh, I think I got everything. Yeah, there it is. Four two four two 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 fifty two fifty. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna bring in a first first bring nine one two fourteen fifty. Mic is open. What's going on? So peace to the gods. Peace to the guys, bro. What's happening? What's happening? What's up? First of all, I want to say thank you, man. I've been following the show. I think I left it in the comments a few days ago since Delbert Blair. And every morning you used to wake up and say, uh, another another bright Saturday from California. So I've been following a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's sunny yeah, Southern California. Hey, California is sun it's sunny, man. It's every day. Every day I was there, I stayed there four years, and I can say this, man. I was in I was in L.A. four years, and right. I wore shorts every day. I say it rained probably a total of two weeks total the whole four years, and probably got probably around the coldest it got was in the wintertime in those two weeks when it rained, maybe, maybe high 60s, low 70s, something like It wasn't real, real cold. But when they say it never rains in Southern California, they not lying. Well, it's always nice. Exactly. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had a quick question about contract law. You know, so it ain't nothing pertaining to on the private side. Okay. Then I guess the I guess it would be. I got kind of an issue going on with family life. They want to okay. turn an area. They want to turn an area of my house into a studio, right? And right. so I told them we can do it, but we got to have some contract rules and stipulations because you came to me wanting to change this area, but I told them we have to have some type of entitlement clause because that's the least of it. Anything y'all did, I don't owe y'all for that. Now, am I wrong for that, or, or, or am I well within my rights? I mean, a, a, a contract is in whatever y'all agree to. I mean, you know, it's like, Contract. It's a private agreement. So, and that's what I'm trying to get. No, I don't think you're wrong. Saying. I mean, is, is this your is this your house? You saying that somebody wants yeah, to turn the area yeah. your house to to a studio? Right, right. They want to they want to turn the area into the house into a studio. But what I'm saying is, when the lease up, anything y'all did, I'm not uh, paying nothing back for this matter. Y'all came to me with it, so I'm trying to keep. You know, I call it. So in other words, when the lease yeah. is up, you don't want to have to pay for what the 
repairs and stuff like that? Is that, you know, yeah, from them converting yeah, it yeah, to a so studio? They, yeah, because this is what they want to do. You feel me? So at the end of the day, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I mean, exactly. you know, if that's what they want to do, if y'all going to make money off of it, I mean, are you sharing exactly. in it? I mean, yeah, and, so and I see saying. nothing wrong with it. But, uh, but everybody looking at me like I'm the bad guy. I'm like, no, nah, I'm a god. We got to Wait a minute, who, whose, name, whose name, whose has the liability? Whose name is the lease? And that's all I'm trying to tell you. I own the whole house. That's my house. Oh, hell no. And uh, Yeah, yeah, I, 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 you doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you doing it right. If you if they don't have any liability and they are, are adverse to signing a contract then you know, I I don't I I I can't roll with that. You know what I'm saying? They don't have any liability. All liabilities on you. So And that's what right. I told them. Oh yeah, and that's what I told right. them. So they acting like I'm I'm trying to stop man, I told them man, No, you're not a bad you're not a you're not a bad you're not a bad guy, that's just good business. Exactly, and, good and, and it's like I said, it's like I said, I just, I'm just not getting to the business side, but man, those seven right. laws of the universe changed my life, man, so like like you tell everybody who on the show, you got to follow natural law first before you even begin to learn all this other stuff, you know? I would, I would definitely, I would definitely suggest that. You know, it's a very good thing to follow natural law. But is that all you have for me, brother? I got some other people want to get in. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, man, go ahead, man, I'm out. Hey, 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 it was great, bro. But, yeah, you did good business. And, nah, I don't see anything wrong with what you did, bro. Okay? <laughs> All right, well, I'm listening in, man. Go ahead. Okay. All right, peace, peace. Let me go over to 770-0509. You're on the line. What's on your mind? 770-0509. Mike is open. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Peace, peace, peace. What's going on, bro? What's going on? Man, checking you out today. Yousef at the house, doing some cleaning up. All taking right. some time for some personal right. space and everything. Watching on YouTube. Got All your right. live notification. You know. All right. Like the new studio. I see the new mics. I see you stepping your game up, man. I see you doing your thing. Always, yeah. always, yeah. always. Either growing or you're dying. Never staying the same. Yeah. Remember that? Back. <laughs> I ain't really called to ask no questions, man. I don't want to take up too much of your time either because I know some other folks, always you got folks waiting to get on. i just be calling to support, man. Uh, any question that I feel like I have, I can find you already answered probably in the archive somewhere because, you know, pretty much people talk about the same thing for the most part, and you've been discussing the same All information. All the time. Yeah, All so. the time. I've spoken to you a few times before, man, but I don't never feel the need to ask no question. Really, I just like to chop it up with you for a second, man. You know, show show some love and respect. That's all. Okay, okay. I appreciate that, yeah. bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank man. you very much, bro. All right. Yeah. Appreciate real. that. So listen. All right. Y'all be safe. Y'all be safe. I'm be checking out, man. Peace, peace to the listeners and everybody who's uh online checking out, man. Y'all stay tuned and uh y'all be prepared for what's going on, man. Brother, teach us some good information. So yeah. Peace. All right. Peace, peace, peace. And, yeah, I wanted to even touch on that a little bit. You know, it was like um, yesterday um, I had another comment. Let me read this other comment on on, on the um, on the chat. He said, um, what did he say? Uh, and this is what I want you all to pay attention on this vaccination uh, 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 video that I posted yesterday. And where is it at? 
Okay, it says, okay, Joe Rowe, it says, Yusufel, thank you very much for producing and sharing this very informative video. I've downloaded it just in case YouTube decides to remove it. However, I do have a couple of beats. Number one, it would be greatly appreciated if you would have posted the source link to the Jacobson case, see link below. I posted the case. You didn't, I mean, this is amazing to me that people actually watch these videos and don't look in the description. It was right there under the video. I mean, it's, this, it was right there under the video when he wrote this. Number two, but he's going to give me a link anyway. I mean, I, I just thought that was incredible. You entirely misreferencing the main point of the Jacobson case regarding the police fire of the state. That was not the main point. That was not what I was looking at. I was very clear and saying what I was interested in, and that was how do you get jurisdiction? I'm very well well the police power of the state. Very, very, very knowledgeable about police power of the state. And it's within their jurisdiction. And I want to know, and their police power is within their jurisdiction, within their territory. That's all I need to know. It, it, it encompasses their territory. So that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not understanding that right there, why you didn't understand that. You know, I want to know how is it I'm – this is a free country, and free means that I can be free of any law. That's actually on um, Justia. They talk about that, that you have a right to be free of law, but you have to understand how, what privacy entails and how to maintain privacy. And it goes, as for the Jacobson case and the meaning of the last paragraph, which you highlighted, and as for Lindsey Williams' premise about none of the elites living in cities, the following question arises. How can it be that you and Lindsey Williams are saying that if one moves out of the city to live in an unincorporated rural areas, which are still within the same county as the city you moved out of, that one will no longer be under the jurisdiction of the county or the state? I didn't say that. We were talking about a municipality. We were talking about municipal law. It's a municipality, so listen very closely next time. All right, so we have an issue with listening skills. Yes, you are correct in saying that one may no longer be under the jurisdiction of the local government of the city. That's what I just said from. However, even if one moves out of the city jurisdiction, one is still going to be under the jurisdiction of the local city county government, under the jurisdiction of the local uh, state government. There's no hiding or getting away from the county jurisdiction or state jurisdiction. Yes, it is. Yes, there is, if you're private. Unless one moves into a federal territory, and then one is going to be under the jurisdiction of the federal corporation government or under the uh, international jurisdiction of the evil, evil globalists. This is a republic. We live in a republic in form of government, and this is a free country. It's a free country. And you getting confused with U.S. citizens. U.S. citizens fall under all of those things that you just said. Okay, American citizens and those under the republic don't. And I think that's just the easiest way to say that. The people who work in government work for you. You don't work for them. They are public servants. But however, that inverts, once you become a U.S. citizen, now you are under their authority and under their jurisdiction, and they've usurped, okay, the original spirit and intent of this country if I was formed that the people of the United States of America are sovereign. So basically everything that you're saying in here, it just basically goes against sovereignty. It says, uh, the following is a quoted excerpt of the paragraph which Yusufel highlighted in the video. The liberty secured, okay, by the Constitution of the United States does not import an absolute right in each person to be at all times and in all circumstances wholly free from restraint, nor is it an element in such liberty that one person or one other persons residing in any community and enjoying any benefit of its local government should have power to dominate the majority when supported in their action by the authority of the state. Do you understand that? You understand, well, first of all, the liberty secured by the Constitution. You have certain liberties 
within the United States, because this is the Constitution of the United States. So the liberty involved in the United States, okay, that's what they're talking about. So you don't have an absolute right. Constitutional law is public law. It's not private law. So it's some principles that I'm really interested in of whether you understand it. Do you understand, this? Do you understand the difference between public and private? Because this is, a public, this is a public situation. This whole thing is public. That's being discussed right here. The most interesting thing about this video on the side of Jacobson case is, however, that Yusuf El forgot to even mention the very next paragraph of the Jacobson case, which followed immediately after the paragraph quoted above, which actually had more to do with Yusuf El's video uh, title, Can the Government Force You to Take a Vaccination, than any other point Yusuf El presented in the video as follows. It is within the police power of the state to enact a compulsory vaccination law, and it is for the legislature, not for the courts, to determine in the first instance whether vaccination is or is not the best mode of the prevention of small... Yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? That's public. The jurisdiction of the state is public. It's not private. <laughs> okay, and if you go on, you'll notice it talks about, uh, this gentleman's talking about this video going to public school. Okay, you can be compelled to take a vaccination. If I'm taking any benefit or privilege, then it's compulsory. That is not true. What had more to do with it was the paragraph prior to that, because that establishes the jurisdiction that allows them in the next paragraph to do all of that. You understand what was being talked about. And let me put this on here. Let me tell you, you didn't understand. You do not, you do not understand what you are reading. You do not you do not understand. You do not understand what you're reading. I know it's going to piss them off. Everybody thinks they're so smart. You do not understand what you're reading. Uh, watch this live stream. Go watch the live stream. Go watch. I address this question. Because people get, let me, let me talk about this. People get, confused about principles of the Constitution and things like this. Whenever you are looking at any Supreme Court decision, hold on for a second. Uh, okay, sorry about that, y'all. And somebody come to the door. Okay, what I was saying was, okay, in this case right here, this case yesterday, let me re- let me break down this case because what I did was I just did a very quick cursory investigation of the case. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about this case yesterday and answer the questions on it. All right, now let me go back to the video. Where's that video at? Right here. Can the government force you to take a vaccination? So, right here, let's read this case real quick. And I'm going to do it very slowly. Okay, first of all, whenever you're talking about the Constitution of the United States of America, when the Supreme Court justices are making any decisions, they are always using the seven principles of the Constitution. Those seven principles are popular sovereignty, federalism, republicanism, separation of powers, checks and balances, limited government, and individual rights. Okay? Anytime they are making a decision about the Constitution, 
one of those, some of those principles are putting into play. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this case now, and then I'm going to take some more phone calls. So y'all just hang on the phone calls. The United States does not derive any of its substantive powers from the preamble of the Constitution. It cannot exert any power to secure the declared object of the Constitution unless, apart from the preamble, such power be found in or can probably be implied from some express delegation in the instrument. In this case, we're talking about Article 1. We're talking about Congress. That express delegation of power to the, uh, the legislature comes out of Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. Okay, while the spirit of the Constitution is to be respected, not less than its letter, the spirit is to be collected chiefly from its words. Okay, so, you know, the words of it, the meaning of the words. While the exclusion of evidence in the state court and a case involving the constitutionality of a state statute may not strictly present a federal question, this court may consider the rejection of such evidence upon the ground of incompetency or immateriality under the statute as showing its scope and meaning in the opinion of the state court. In other words, was this a federal question? They excluded some evidence within this case. Was it a federal question? Can the feds get involved? And the, the uh, Supreme Court justices are saying on what basis or what grounds they could, uh, you know, uh, get involved with this case. And it goes on and says, the police power of the state embraces such reasonable regulations relating to matters completely within its territory. Okay, earlier in the other video, if you notice, I said the first word that you have to understand was territory. When Supreme Court justices, when they are framing a case, usually in the first couple of paragraphs, they establish their jurisdiction and where they get their authority from, usually when they're doing a, uh, an opinion. So right here, he's telling you, the police power of a state embraces such reasonable regulations to matters completely within its territory. Now, we have to understand what a territory is, and I didn't do that yesterday. So let's look at the definition of territory, and which is a word that when I first got into this, when I first got into this, uh, it was a, definitely a word I had a hard time locating because everything was related to territory. And it is an area of land under the jurisdiction of a ruler or state, especially in the U.S., Canada, an organized division of a, of, of a country that is not yet admitted to the full right of a state. And in this sense, when we're dealing with the federal government, the second sense of that word is what we're talking about right now. Now, I pulled up territory on just on Google, and you see the second sense of the word, especially in the U.S., Canada, or Australia an organized division of a country that is not yet admitted to the full rights of a state. That's the territory of the federal government. So we're talking about a territory, and then you also have territories, um, you know, and uh, they're relating in other situations as well. So within their particular jurisdiction, a geographic area belonging to or under the jurisdiction of a government authority, B, an administrative subdivision of a country, C, a part of the U.S. not included within a state but organized through the separate legislature. Okay, so this is within a certain territory, okay, which is like a, um, uh, uh, a district is a territory as well. We look up the word district. So let's go on. Let's, let's keep going. It says, what was I reading it? Oh, I just lost the place. Okay. The police power of a state embraces such reasonable regulations, these are regulations we're talking about, to matters completely within its territory and not affecting the people of other states, established directly by legislative enactment as will protect the public health and safety. So we're talking about compelling public interest, the compelling public interest test. All right, so we're talking about the public. 
While a local regulation, even if based on the acknowledged police power of a state, must always yield in case of co- must always yield in case of conflict with the exercise by the general government of any power it possesses under the Constitution. The mode or manner of exercising this police power is wholly within its discretion of the state, so long as the Constitution of the United States is not contravened. Right? They don't have just far-reaching power as long as it's not contravened or any right granted or secured by. Okay, right granted or secured by. Okay, because you got pre-existing rights that the Constitution secures, don't give you rights. And then you have civil rights. So any right granted or secured thereby is not infringed or not exercised in such an arbitrary and oppressive manner as to justify the interference of the courts to prevent the wrong or oppression. Okay, which is what the courts do. Whenever there's a constitutional violation, that's where Article 3 steps in. The liberty secured by the Constitution, now we're talking about liberty, we're not talking about freedom. When you get granted certain liberties by the Constitution, because the Constitution don't give you freedom. Freedom is what we had before the Constitution. The Constitution forms government, puts a limitation on that government. Our freedom is not predicated on the Constitution. The Constitution gives you certain liberty, uh, liberties within the framework of the federal government, of what they have authority over. The liberty secured by the Constitution of the United States does not impart an absolute right in each person at all times and in all circumstances, wholly free from restraint. Nor is it an element in such liberty that one person or minority person residing in any community, resident, and enjoying the benefits of the local government, we already talked about benefits and privileges, should have power to dominate the majority. Now we're talking about a democracy as a majority rule when supported in their action by the authority of the state. It is within the police power of the state to enact a compulsory vaccination law, and it is for the legislature and not for the courts to determine. So now we're talking about a political question now, all right? Because if it's a political question, it falls directly within the scope of Article One, which comes under Congress. And they have a certain jurisdiction that they abide by, and that comes out of Article One, Section 8, Clause 17. Now, do you need me to go any deeper with this? Because I thought people who follow me already kind of like understood what I was talking about. It wasn't a necessary for me to expound on it further. It was only a 10-minute video. It was just a quick video. And I also, I left it open for you to do your own research. But anyway, let's keep going. Let me go back to the phone lines real quick. 717-9668. You're on the line. What's on your mind? I got a couple of things I'd want to discuss with you. Um, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you been doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. All right. What's going on? What's happening? First thing I want to share with you, I've heard you talk about I think you did a very good explanation there on that. And I cannot remember, there was a Fifth Amendment case, and I can't remember who the one party was without looking it up against the city of Baltimore. And that one was a Baron, Fifth Baron, Amendment Baron case. versus Baltimore. Barons versus city, Baron, yes. Yeah, you're, not a contract to the, you're not a party to the contract. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I was telling them I said constitutional law is in the public. But Barron versus Baltimore, and that is a very um good case that a lot of people is an eighteen thirty three case. And um okay. And I mean you want me to read them for them a little bit so they can uh 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 
See, Bar- Bear if versus you so Baltimore. Uh, ba- if you so desire, go ahead, and I'll get in. And now this was thing. prior to the Fourteenth Amendment. This is prior to the Fourteenth Amendment because the Fourteenth Amendment changed some things. But Barron versus Baltimore's simple rule that the Bill of Rights applies only to the federal government and not to the states was, in the words of Chief Justice Marshall, not of much difficulty, self-evident from the structure of the literal language of the Constitution. However, in spite of the court's ruling, state courts still interpret the Bill of Rights as applying to their own governments. Now, let me also say this is where Justice Scalia, when you look at the video, um, there's a video of him and um, Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein. Uh, well, they're getting into a conversation. He said, well, ain't women rights and all of that? And, and, uh, uh, and uh, they get into a discussion. And he said, he said, this only applies to the federal government. It doesn't apply to every, everybody. And that's where people get confused. Let me uh, put that video up. It's Don Feinstein. It's on YouTube. And it's uh, Judge Scalia Schools, Don Feinstein. Judge Scalia Schools, Don Feinstein on the Constitution. And here it is right here. Yeah, let me let me let me play that for y'all. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna play it. Y'all just listen to it. And I'm gonna play I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a little bit of uh, of that. It's uh Judge Aaliyah. See if I can listen to this. If it's playing, there's no sound. Say what? What'd you if say? If it's playing, there's no sound. There's no, I think they can hear it. You can't hear it on your Oh, you probably can't hear it. Okay, y'all probably can't hear it. Why is it not coming through on, on blog talk? Wow. Can y'all hear Can y'all hear that online? Are y'all hearing that um, on YouTube? What I just played? Yeah, they can hear it on YouTube. I don't know why it's not. I don't know why it's not coming in through Blog Talk. They can hear it on YouTube. But let me go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and play it. I'm gonna let them. And then um, if y'all tune in on my on my YouTube channel, go to my YouTube channel. I'm gonna put the link in the. Uh, I'm gonna put the link on Blog Talk. Cause y'all can't hear it on Blog Talk, so I'm gonna uh, let me put the chat up. And y'all can listen to it. Just go to my YouTube channel. I'm putting the link in the chat room right here on Blog Talk. Just in case. There's a link. Y'all can listen to me. And I'm playing this video. But what it is is Diane Feinstein and Judge Scalia, they are having a conversation about the 14th Amendment and what, who it applies to and the scope of it, the scope of the 14th Amendment. And it's about um, uh, 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 um, when you discriminate. Now, there's also another trust case that I can pull up, and I'm going to give you all the name of the case on that. You go to Google Scholar. Go to Google Scholar. When you go to Google Scholar, put in case law, and then put in trust law. Just put in private trust. And there's going to be a case popular called Evans versus Newton. Evans versus Newton. Evans versus Newton, this judge gives a I mean, he just straight up tells you the difference between public and private. It is an education in itself. 
And I'll go over that a little bit later. I'm going to put the link in the chat room for that as well. Okay, note ourselves that the 14th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified on July 9, 1868 and granted citizenship to all persons born. Yes, a certain kind of citizenship. If you know thyself, if you pay attention, you'll notice that the word citizen after the 14th Amendment is a small c, and prior to the 14th Amendment is a capital C. Difference between a proper noun and a common noun. It also granted citizens to artificial persons. And that's how artificial persons have gotten citizenship, as by utilizing the 14th Amendment. Because slaves weren't within the jurisdiction of the federal government. So this is, this is why they call it a franchise. Because they took people, that the, the United States is with, within 10 miles square in Washington, D.C. and all its federal territories. So how did they make you citizens when you didn't live under their jurisdiction? You weren't in Washington, D.C. You weren't in a, on a federal land or a federal territory or anything like that. How did they accomplish that? So it had to be a fiction. It had to be some sort of artificial person and everything that they were talking about in, in the 14th Amendment, just like a corporation or something to that effect, some sort of franchise that has been extended to you in some sort of capacity that you have, some sort of status that you have in the public. That's all I'm saying. If you really sit down and you understand the Constitution and understand federal jurisdiction, then you're going to have, that's going to be the first question I'm going to raise. Okay, how did you make everybody citizens of the United States, because prior to the 14th Amendment, there was no such thing as a U.S. citizen. There was there, no such thing as a U.S. A, citizen. There was a Go case, ahead. it got, there was a case right after coronavirus come out, right? And it was a case that hit the news, but as fast as it hit the news, it disappeared. And, and I have, I forgot about it till you were discussing this stuff today. And the judge ruled in that case that they it was a private business. Now, what went through my head without confirming it, confirming it was a trust, that the state government could not shut down a private business. No, they can. If and you're not goes, getting any federal funding... Goes, if you don't, if you, but see what, what, what constitutes a private business is like, you're not receiving any federal funding. You haven't incorporated uh, with the federal government or anything like that. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's what we talk about private unincorporated business organizations. You know, yeah, it's well, like the government only has, go ahead. Before go ahead. I got my LLC, I mean, before I learned about trust and I went and got my LLC, after learning about trust, it really opened my my eyes up because at the top of the paper, it says, to all whom these presents shall come. What is a present? It's a gift. What are they saying? You gave them your business, and they turn around and give you a license and basically say, thank you for the gift. Now follow the rules, and we'll leave you alone. That's right. That's right. And, now, I emailed, you, uh, I, I emailed you a case, by the way, because there was something you said, and I understand why you said it. You were saying on a plea bargain, it eliminates all defenses, right? All known and unknown defenses. I got that out of a law book. That's a, that's a quote coming from a citation. A, plea, a, a, a guilty plea eliminates all known and unknown defenses. Now, all I known and unknown. 
I partially disagree uh, with you. I emailed you a case okay. called U.S. versus Bradford. If you go to page two, and you, there's a paragraph on the on the right hand side. It's the middle paragraph. Uh, okay. It says, well, I'm going to put it like this. I agree with saying. you because there's all there. I, I agree with you because there's always habeas corpus challenging jurisdiction. Other things you can do. I don't think they mentioned well, yeah. by that. I, I've read that a long time ago, you know. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and finish but your thought. What it said in that paragraph was that a plea agreement is a contract. It's so. It even said, yeah. if you read it, it says the December in this case. It says the December 12, 2005 plea agreement is a contract between the defendant and the government. Uh, and it, see, Mar- Margali versus Oliveira versus INS. Ordinary contract principles apply, United States versus Norris. To interpret the plea agreement, the course, court must apply the federal common law of contracts, which is admiralty law which is informed by federal cases, state cases, and restatement of contracts second, insofar as such, let's see, sorry I got interrupted, in as far as such jurisprudence fairly typifies the general law of contracts, see United States versus Andreas. I went to the restatements, and it's 73 times in restatement second, in the notes, it mentions the phrase plea agreement. And, and what is the restatements? Restatements are your contract principles. Well, I mean, you listen to the name. It's plea agreement. You agree to right. something. You know what I'm saying? It's agreement. <laughs> now, if a it's plea a, agreement's a contract, and you know for a fact they violated your due process rights, that means constructive fraud applies. And constructive fraud doesn't mean the state had to have an intent to defraud. It requires the court to review the contract and the terms to see if fraud was built into it. I think, though, that – and you're, you're right in what you're saying, but I'm going I'm to dig into some of my, my, my knowledge on this. Okay, there is a um, – um, there's an operational presumption, okay? Because you know they operate off presumptions, assumptions, and color of law. Because that's right. Most most citizens have never expressly told them anything. You know, you went and got a social security card. You know, you went and got a job. You went and put your children in public school. You went and registered your car. You went. You did all of these things voluntarily. So they will say, you know, I don't think it's voluntarily. Uh, you know, they they it's a uh, it's like you're being uh, forced into doing these things, but it's voluntary, you know, so there's a presumption that you have a certain status. Everything, like, in, for instance, when watching this video and can the government force you to take a vaccination, um, this guy who's talking, uh, he is talking under the assumption that everybody listening is a U.S. citizen. Yep. You see what I'm saying? He's, talk, he's talking to everybody as if it's just a fact that all of y'all are U.S. citizens, so we can force you to vaccinate, okay? He's not now, talking from a position, and that's why I had to read the case, because that judge is always going to frame it and let you know what gives them the authority to do what they're doing, not just because you live, in, uh, uh, live somewhere. 
okay, or in, or in a county or something like that. Is you taking some type of benefit or privilege? As you getting water, gas, electricity, all these different things come within a scope. Trust me, their jurisdiction they have made everything come under the commerce clause. It is very difficult to escape them. I'm not saying it's yep. easy. It's just a, just moving out somewhere. It's a little bit more involved in that. But go ahead. Now I have a I have a family member that does install work, right? And he uh-huh. and he calls me every few days. Yeah, I just did a job, blah 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 blah. And and this is what the person did. And we had a conversation. I mean, former state troopers, attorneys, bankers, all this stuff I've been teaching, learned where I learned from you. And then I went and confirmed what you were saying by digging through Westlaw. So I started sharing what I was learning. Some of them, honestly, some of them know about it. Some of them don't. The former state trooper, you know, he he went and got a not-for-hire plate, a private plate. He's been running that way for two years. Police don't pull him over. And he had that conversation with the state trooper, and the state trooper, at the end of the conversation, told him, honestly, he said, what it boils down to is when you're in court, the judge wants to know what you believe. It's your beliefs. And I was like, First Amendment is first for a reason. Now, the second thing I wanted to go over with you, and I don't know if you'd want to discuss it later or we can discuss it now, is this with cryptocurrency. Hold on. We, we, can, we can real quick, but I want to give you this. I found the case where it says a guilty plea kills all known and unknown defenses. I know I, I read this like it was about ten years ago. Yeah, I'll mail it to you. Let me read it real quick. It's Navarro, Nazario versus State and guilty plea a valid. The others say that a valid a valid guilty weighs all known and unknown defenses. Clark versus. Hold on, let me see if I can search. Search you real quick, and I'm gonna give you the citation. Then yeah, I will. Uh, I will email it to you. I want I want people to see this. I don't want people to think I'm making up something. Uh, let's see. You can uh, uh, you can just reply to that U.S. versus Bradford I sent you on your high frequency yeah, blog talk email. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Here it is right here. The state argues that we need not consider the merits of appellant's merger claim, citing two of the court cases. One says that it is well established that a plea of guilty weighs all defenses. Other than the indictment charges, no crime. Smith versus Hardrick, okay, and then the emphasis citation in a, a valid plea of guilty weighs all known or unknown defenses. Hard versus Codwell, two two nine. This is all Georgia law too. This state law, okay. So yeah. uh, Clark versus Codwell, Smith and Clark are both okay. So this, you got two sites right here, okay. And let me um, let me put these sites. I'm gonna see if I can put them in. As well as that, I'm gonna put them in the. Uh, I'm gonna put them under the uh, video uh, on the, on my YouTube. I'm gonna put them on the video okay. on my YouTube, so you can see them right there. All right. Okay, I, I put it right there and I put it in the chat. All right. Okay, go ahead. All right. What do you want to What do you want to say? Well, after after your video, I'm I'm gonna share a link. I can't share it in the. You can't share links. Only you can share links in the group chat. So. Uh, I'm going to put it in the comments after the video, once I can put a comment in the vi- under the video. Uh, 
on right. a referral link. But I've been researching crypto.com. Write down these three YouTube channels. One is called Black Blockchain Backer. One is okay. called Kevin Cage. And the other one is King Solomon. Now, Kevin Cage and King Solomon, all they pretty well report on is everything Ripple. And Ripple created XRP. If you go to Ripple okay. and look at who is invested heavily in Ripple, right now, blockchain is being very quickly developed. You've got a U.S. dollar blockchain that's being developed. They've already released the white papers. China is already ahead of us on a crypto yuan, okay? So this is where the future is going is cryptocurrency. That's You've seen the whole thing about the shortage of coins it was the everywhere. I, I actually had a, a, a thing where I said the future of currency was crypto. I, I, I said it's where it's going. I've had a lot of Information come my way telling me that that's where it's going. Cryptocurrency. Now, I mean, now, now I am investing in crypto. Certain ones. I believe in XRP right now. I think it's heavily manipulated. You can get it right now about twenty cent a coin. It's there is one hundred billion XRP. That's all there ever will be. Okay. They are trying to be, they're in direct competition with SWIFT for cross-border payments and remittances. Now, remittances are money sent between family members, you know, like uh, Western Union and uh, what's Walmart's company. Um, I can't think of that one. But they're invested in this, and big banks are testing this out because West SWIFT takes three to seven business days to send money, okay? Right. XRP takes three seconds. So if you know how much money is going overseas any given day, you already know that XRP is very undervalued if it achieves its goal of becoming the leader in cross-border payments. Okay. Not only okay. that, they're heavily Ripple is partnered with PayID, where you have one PayID that you can receive funds. It doesn't matter what crypto you set your account up it, to whatever crypto you want, and you can set it up to fiat. Um, they are also part of the Open Payments Coalition. And if you go look at who replaced the comptroller of the currency, the former CEO of Coinbase. Okay. All right. So, so it's basically all, everything's being ready to switch. They, they positioning everything to go into this crypto type currency is basically your point. Yes. Now I'm using a wallet and an app called crypto.com and I'm going to share the link in the comments. I can't share it in the live chat. Um, crypto.com. Yeah, crypto. It's crypto.com. That is the name of the app. If you stake it, okay, because I've been doing it now for two months, 
if you say you stake 5,000 Crypto.com coins, that's the minimum. Depending on which terms of service you accept, you will get 12, 14, or 16% on the amount of money. Now, you tell me what bank's giving you that. No one. I'm gonna check this out here. I'll put the link in the. Um, I'm gonna put the link in the chat. I'm put the link now, in the chat. Let's see here. Share. I'm gonna send you the referral. Let's see here. Yeah, send it to me. And y'all, I'm gonna have to get off. The, I'm gonna have to get off the air after this, but I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back, and we we gonna do a part two, because I have some I have some people coming in. I gotta I gotta now, I take care. If you don't mind, share that ahead. share that link in the um, in the yeah, live stream, so that way everybody can get it. Because I just sent it to you. Yeah, I did. I sent but, sent it. I'm gonna be doing a class this weekend, uh, showing what all I've learned. And it's going to be pretty okay, much okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm give you a plug. Go on and go on and tell the details of your class and everything. Let Just you, look. Let you plug it. I'm going to announce it on the rights of the few dot com because I'm going to share because I think this right here will benefit a lot of people. You got to get okay. rid of those fiat dollars. They're getting ready to take them all away. They and sure the are. And I hate it. You know, put you, it you somewhere got, else. Gold, silver, put it in investment, real estate, something like that, some liquidable asset that can be converted into another that, kind of currency. That's what ripped, that's what Robert Kiyosaki says, gold, silver, or crypto. I agree. You know, you don't keep you don't keep Federal Reserve notes as dead currency. It's just a tool. I try to tell people that. It's just a tool. It's just a tool. It's just energy yeah. that's being used and just converted to something one, one or the other. But, hey, look, hey, man, I'm going to have to get off. I got to. I'm sorry. I want to, you know, I had something come up. It's like an emergency, y'all. So I want to continue. I'm going to continue this later this afternoon. No, I'm going to continue this. Let's say, what time is it? Y'all tune back in at 5 o'clock, okay? And we're going to do okay. a part two of this all right quick because I, cause I just jumped on right now. I got some, uh, some people in here. I got to take care of some business. But at 5 o'clock, we're going to come back. We're going to do, we're going to finish up because I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, too. I have stuff I want to talk about as it relates to a lot of this, okay? Okay, top, we'll see you then. Okay. All right, y'all. Appreciate it, y'all. I'm going to see y'all at 5 o'clock, okay? Peace to the gods and goddesses. Talk to you soon, okay? <laughs>